happening? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. So I have a new thing I'm trying out because I read an article that was talking about if you wake up in the middle of the night, what you should do. Because I probably wake up in the middle of the night with five work nights, three, three times a week. If I sleep all the way through, I wake up shocked. It's like, wow. And so what I do now, if I wake up at 1 a.m., I just get up. I go have a little bowl of cereal, walk around, I read a little bit. Oh, God. That's what they say you're supposed to do? Yeah. Wow. This article, because this is what I do. I wake up and I'm like, boom, my eyes are open. I don't go back to sleep for at least an hour just laying there. I'll work a little bit. So now it's like, okay, if I'm going to be awake for sure an hour, I'm going to get up and be somewhat productive. And I just sit here staring at the ceiling. And I try to keep the TV off because I don't want to wake Kaylin up. I don't get on my phone because I know that there's a big ball of fire out of my hand that could also wake her up. So now I'm just wait, I'm waking up and I'm getting up. And it was good. I woke up, had me a little bowl of Special K. I have to count with strawberries in it. It's pretty good. Oh. Got on the internet, read some news stories for today's show, folded it down, went and laid down, fell back asleep. Oh, oh thank goodness. So it was a little productive. Yeah. It, I was awake for about an hour, the same I would have been had I not. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up when I'm awake instead of just laying there staring at the ceiling. I'll report how it's going. I'm a little grumpy today. That's why. Mm. But and the internet said this, not a doctor? No, the, do- probably an article the doctor on the internet. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was like a, some sort of sleep study. Ah. They were like, hey, if you're waking up in the middle of the night, get up. You're going to be awake anyway. If you know you can't fall back asleep, at least get up. Take your mind off struggling to fight yourself back to sleep. But what I do, and I've, I've talked to you guys about this too, if I'm like on the edge and I need to go to sleep, I can make myself go to sleep by counting down my body parts. And why don't you yeah. do that? I do, I do it to fall asleep sometimes. Oh. The first time. It never works for me when I'm going back to sleep. Okay. But at night if my head is, and my, my mind is racing, I'll go, okay, well, I got my toes down here, wiggle them a little bit. I go, all right, my toes are, they're uh, tired and they're going to sleep. All right, top of my feet, top of my feet's tired. I will go all the way up to the top of my head. Almost never do I get at the top of my head. Before I pass out. Wow. Sometimes if I just don't have it in me, I'll think I told you my, my favorite, you know, top 10 Chicago Cubs moments of my life. Top 10 Arkansas Razorback players. And I never get my mind just will slowly <laughs> stop racing. It'll put me to sleep. So, but that's where counting sheep comes from, right? It's just something to do to stop you from thinking about what you're doing that's mm-hmm. keeping you awake. But I'll let you guys know in a month or so how my experiment's going. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate that, Eddie. Let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Yeah. This is a question we've kind of had before. Hey, Bobby Bones, I have a question. How early is too early for mowing the lawn on a Saturday morning? I was thinking about starting at 7 a.m. before it gets too hot here in Texas. Is 7 a.m. too early to start mowing on a weekend during the summer? Thanks. T.W. Barfield. Here's the thing. I do think it matters where you live. I think if it's going to get 110 degrees, you got to beat the heat. It also stinks when someone's mowing at 7 a.m. and you're trying to sleep. The factors are heat and how close your house is to somebody else's. If you are right next door and it's really, really hot, I think 8 a.m. is the time. If you are right next door and it's not that hot, kind of temperate, 9 a.m. is the time. (laughs) I do think 7 a.m. is too early. Oh, yeah. Too early. 100%. I, what if you flip it completely and could you do like an evening mow? <laughs> or maybe just... he can't. Maybe he's got plans. Yeah, maybe he has plans. I know. But I'm just saying if you pick a day where it's like later because then, yeah, it does start to get hot pretty early. We have all lived in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of us, you guys grew up there. Yep. 7 a.m. If you're awake, you want to get mowing because it gets really hot. This is what I would say. Being a Texas T.W. Barfield, I'd wait till 8 <laughs> If you were anywhere else, I, if you're in Iowa, I'd say wait till nine. But eight o'clock is probably when I'd say it's it's okay to go. We all feel good about that. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. And, and also, if your house is further apart than someone else's, I think it might that, not matter. I think that affects it too. But some houses are right up next to the next one. Or maybe he's asking for like people that live in his house. <laughs> I guess that. Oh, true. <laughs> My wife. My kids. <laughs> uh, thank you for that email, TW. We are going to go in Texas, eight a.m. Mm-hmm. About midway through Oklahoma, nine a.m. Once you get to North Dakota, noon. You, it, <laughs> you can wait all day. You're all good because it ain't going to get too hot. All right, there you go. That's the mailbag. Thank you. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. You know, we heard on the show that High Valley had broken up. We were like, what happened there? But Brad is staying and continuing High Valley. High Valley has this song, Make You Mine. Now 
That's a big hit for those guys. And so Brad's on the phone right now. Hey, Brad, so you're continuing and your brother moved back to Canada. Is that true? That is absolutely true. How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. So how are you doing? Like, are you like, oh, I mean, was it a hard decision to keep going as High Valley with just you and not your brother? No. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a hard decision, obviously, for him to move all the way back up there. And it was uh, not like it was just a lighthearted little deal. But um, High Valley's been going for... For so long, and we were actually a band for ten years before Curtis was was in the band. So I'm more just thankful that we got those those years together. But me and the other five guys in the band are still still wanting to keep rocking, and we actually have our first show in a few days, our uh, first show back. So um, that wasn't never that was never an option for me was was for the band to stop. So are you and your brother still good? We're great, man. You know, it's it's um, this might be tried or cheesy or contrived or whatever, but um, faith and family is what our band's always been all about, and he's literally going back to where our family's from to raise his family up there, and that's like, I think the most hypocritical thing I could ever do is be like, hey, we can't apply our own principles to our own lives, so <laughs> I'm actually pumped for him, and, and he's always kind of been um, wanting to get back there at some point. It wasn't a surprise. I actually... Um, he was so nervous when him and his wife invited Rebecca and I over to kind of make the announce that they wanted to move back. Um, it happened almost a year ago, so we've known this for a long time. We just didn't announce it until um, our first festival dates were coming up. So he was so nervous and so sweet, and I I kind of interrupted him and said, look, dude, I know what you're about to tell me, so um, this is all good. This is all awesome. So he's been great. The guys in the band have been supportive, and, and it's it's all, you know, we, we're just pumped for him to get to do what he loves, and, and I think their, their little company is going to take off. Hey, I'm going to play a new one here from High Valley. This is called The Way She Loves. So is, uh, that's you singing, though, right, Brad? Yes, sir. What if it that's, wasn't? He's uh, like, yeah. Actually, he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's me singing, and that's actually um, one of the new members of our band, Sam Bergeson, producing it and singing with me, and then the rest of you know the guys in our band that you already know um, playing playing the instruments on it. So it's pretty cool to have it all in house. Well, there. Listen, High Valley's together. He Brad is still the front man. His brother may have left, but Brad is still continuing High Valley. And the band's there. They're playing shows. Follow them at High Valley Official. Well, Brad, we just read the news and wanted to check in with you and make sure you were good. But you're good, right? Yeah, we're doing really good. And like, like you, you know, Curtis is an awesome guy, and he just he's wanting to do what, what's best for him and his family, and we're we're honoring that. I will say though, the common denominator for anybody who remembers, you know, there used to be three dudes in this band, um, three brothers. So if you want to know which Rempel brother is the one that you know, keep sending his other brothers back to Canada. It's obviously me because I'm, <laughs> oh. I'm the one and still left here. But If you get a couple number ones, you're not letting Curtis back in, right? Like we're making that right now. Like, Curtis, you <laughs> left. and I'll, I'll make you a deal. If we get two number ones and, and Curtis uh, wants back in the band, I'll, um, we'll do like an intervention thing on your show and he can call in and you can be like <laughs> Judge Judy and decide what's fair and figure it all out. All right, Brad, good to talk to you. But everybody follow High Valley Official and go see them when they're out doing uh, festivals or doing shows themselves. Brad, talk to you soon. Take care, man. Thank you. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Rascal Flatts, Dan and Shay, Lady A, Luke Combs, and Toby Keith will all be receiving special awards at the 14th Annual ACM Honors on August 25th in Nashville. Tickets go on sale for the special show this Friday. Lauren Elena will be starring in a new Hallmark movie. The movie is called Roadhouse Romance, and it will be out on September 11th as part of the Hallmark Channel's 2021 Fall Harvest Movies kickoff. Chris Lane wrote a song about his son Dutton a couple months ago and just released it. It's called Ain't Even Met You Yet. You're gonna make this
Organ number two, that's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A woman managed to escape a house fire thanks to her persistent pet. She was asleep. She lived in a two-story log cabin in Oregon. She had no idea that a fire had broken out downstairs. Luckily, one of her three dogs was aware and would not stop jumping on the bed. Would not stop over over and over, jumped on the bed. So she's like, get off the bed. She pushed the dog off a few times. Like, I would have too. I'd just been like, <laughs> what, what's wrong with you? And then I would have thought, okay, you're sick or something. That's what I, my, and then I would have got up. And then that's what happened. She realized that the, the bottom floor of the house was engulfed in flames. She got all the dogs. They escaped unhurt. Fire department wow. came. Um, a lot of loss there, but no lives were lost. Right. And all because that dog kept jumping on the bed over and over again. What I'm usually awakened by is this. <laughs> then a wet sound. Oh. And that's because, From your dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's because Stanley's eating something and vomited everywhere. Dang it. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, and then my only thought is, please don't be on carpet. Please be on some sort of wood or rock. But they always choose the carpet. It's like, I think it's just comfortable for them. Yeah. yeah. I think they were like, oh, this seems like a good spot right here on the rug. Right, right here on this really white, light, <laughs> <Yeah>. light colored <laughs> rug. Mm-hmm. That's a great story. That dog rocks. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's get our, our juices flowing this morning. We have a little music game that Raymundo has put together. I'm going to play this as well. Raymundo, what's the game? It is one second of a famous 90s country song from the very beginning. Ooh, oh you man. have to name the song. It's the first one second of the song. Yep. Okay. Pin out here. All right. So we have five of these clips. One second of it. Are we playing total points or are you eliminated if you miss it? Mikey. Total points. All right. Here we go. Got it. I'm in. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Got it. You in? Yeah, I'm in for the win. Amy? Boot scootin' boogie. Boot scootin' boogie. Boot scootin' boogie. Have boot scootin' boogie as well. Good. Easy one. You see what Brooks have done? They're going on tour with Travis Tritt, opening for them. No. That'd be a cool one, huh? Yeah. That tour starts in September. Let's go. And I would be like, hey, Travis Tritt, why'd you block me on Twitter? Oh, oh. here we go. Now play me a song I like. <laughs> oh. I love Travis Tritt, except he, he blocked me on Twitter. All right, ready? Number two. Oh, that's a good one. That could be a couple different ones in my head, though. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, 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 chill. You're going to give him the answer. Sing it a little bit more, Bobby. Come on. (laughs) Out in the country, past the city limit sign. There's a hard hit on. No, it's not the real song because Eddie wouldn't wouldn't sing along. Oh! What? We just did that one. It's Boots and Boogie. (laughs) One more play, Ray. Weren't y'all debating between two? <laughs> What'd you say? I'm in. No. No. All right, here we go. Lunchbox. Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman. Amy. Any man of mine. Uh, Eddie. Any man of mine. Oh! I have. Any, I have any man of mine. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what a woman wants. Is this what a woman wants? What do you want to All right, next up. <laughs> Bone, stop. stop. I'm chasing Bye. it myself. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. Well, you That's can do it easy one. You do, you do the same thing. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Because mm-hmm. Amy sits up here and goes, I thought what's good for the goose isn't good for the no, gander. No, it is good for oh. the gander. Oh. That's what took me a second. <laughs> okay, stop. Stop. What, what are you doing? Lunchbox is still writing. No, I'm not. I've been in since the first second. Eddie, I, got, I was in before you. Calm what do you down. have? Time marches on. I have time marches on. Time marches on. <laughs> time marches on. Gee. 90s country songs. We're playing with the first one second of it. Go ahead. Got it. Everybody in? <laughs> I'm in. I'm in for the win. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. Don't, Don't take, take the, the girl. girl. Okay. I'm going to lose on that. Shania All right. Last one. 90s country song. Go. Got it. Sing it near the mic, Amy, so I can hear you. Oh, no, it's not okay to do that, Amy. Like you just I told me. I'm not in the mic. I don't, I don't I need say to the lyrics directly Play into the mic. Sister Song reminds me of church camp, man. We listened to this thing the whole time. Uh, this one record. Let's go, girl. 
He's for Eddie, wants. stop. Stop. <laughs> you guys keep saying words and throwing everything off. What do you off. mean? We're You're not going to gonna win anyway. We're trying to get it, dude. You're not going to win You're anyway. You're not trying to get it. You already wrote your answer oh, down. okay. Play again, Ray. What do you have, Lunchbox? Good directions. Mm-hmm. Everybody else. One, two, three. Meet, Meet in, in the, the middle. middle. Yeah, Diamond Ray, yeah. All right, Lunchbox is eliminated. Let's do uh, one more normal, and if we have to, we'll do sudden death. You got it. Go ahead. Oh, boy. I got that one. I'm in. You got it? I think. Go ahead, Amy. No, I don't, I don't have it. What do you have? I have nothing. I don't have it. Play it again for Amy. No, the first time it played, like something popped into my head, and now it's gone. And Can you I sing can't, anything I can't it? get back to it. It's a deeper voice. It goes, it's what a woman wants. No. <laughs> Let's go, girls. Maybe, I mean, obviously I'm out, but I can hear it one more time. Go ahead. Burn, Nothing? Burn, burn. Eddie, ready? One, two, three. Pick, pick up, up man. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jam right there. Well, I got my first truck when I was three. Drove 100,000 miles on my knees. Okay, Eddie, it's me and you. Come on. Sudden death. We'll play uh, speed round. Yell your name. Ray, just play the whole song. You have to play the one clip. Just play the whole song. Go. Bobby. Oh, that's so stupid. Uh, Dwight Yoko passes you. Dang it. Dang it. I was hoping you were going to stall on that. Dwight Yoko. Is that what it is? Fast as you? Thank you. (laughs) Play some of that for us. Maybe someday I'll be strong. Oh, again. Woo! It's just what a woman wants. Let's go, girls. <laughs> Turn it up. The jam here. Maybe someday I'll be strong. Maybe it won't be long. They don't, said the old guys yelling at the clouds. <laughs> yeah. All right, Little Big Town Boondocks here. Bobby Bones. Sh- I only play my song, my winning song. Come on. Oh! You're unbelievable. There we go. This is breaking news to me. Amy's been contacted by the cat people. Oh, my God. So if you're new to the show, Amy... Can you give me the 15-second story of why you tried to go for this specific cat? Yes. My daughter asked for a cat for Christmas. My sister's allergic. Like, we have, I just thought hypoallergenic cat, maybe. So we Googled them, looked at the top 10. My daughter was like, I love the Balinese. So I thought, well, let's get her the Balinese. So I contacted someone that makes Balinese ones. <laughs> so, And then I sent them a deposit in February. So that's it. We waited, like, for, we waited for the cat. For Christmas, we gave her a coupon for a cat, and then it took that long to figure it all out. Then she got an email going, hey, sorry, the cat died. Mm-hmm. After yeah. you'd already sent them the money. The cat, like our cat out of the whole litter, the one that we were mm-hmm. supposed to get, died. Well, you guys will be happy to know. Breaking news, there's a the news on the cat! <laughs> what happened? I got a check in the mail for my deposit. Oh, you got it They back? sent a deposit back? Yeah. I got a check. I got a check. They wrote me back a check. And we now we have the deposit back, but I, I don't know. There's no like contact with them. There's no like, hey, we can like we kept contacting them, like saying, hey, we would either like a guaranteed other cat or we would like our money back. And then it just went completely dark. And I don't know if maybe somehow they might know yeah. of the show. Yeah, that's what I think. They're from Louisiana, have, right? Yes. And I had so many people reach out to me from Louisiana, so I don't know if it just took them that long to realize, like, oh, we better maybe make this right because this could get 
worse. I had lawyers in Louisiana reaching out to me like, hey, send me the name like I can do whatever. And I wasn't ready to take any kind of legal action. But I was heartbroken that we were scammed. And then suddenly a check arrives back in the mail. So now we just have to deposit it and see if it actually goes wow. through. Wow. It wasn't a money order, right? It's not a returned check for me. It's a check that they wrote me back for the deposit because I guess they had already, it's not like they ripped up my check. You I know think you I mean? spooked them. Mm. I think ripped up how, I, I think mean, they're in their little house doing their little deal, probably taking money, and then, oh, oh crap. Kind of the story got out a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Because Was there a letter? Hey, thank you, sorry. Was no, there anything? It's just a check. So guys, how do we feel? Was this still a scam, do you think? Yes, 100%. I think you spooked them and they were like, this one, this, you, most people probably just take the loss and move on. Mm-hmm. You kept badgering and they were like, man, someone's digging deep. We got to get this one off our scent. And they gave you the check and they probably changed names now online. That's kind of what I thought. But I mean, there's no way to know for sure. What's but the again, name on the check? Is it I a human name or is it like Kitty Cat Deluxe? <laughs> like some sort of ma- business? No, it's a business. It is. Mm-hmm. And can you look them up pretty easily online? Mm, I don't. I don't know. I have. I mean, it's not the business. I guess it's some maybe their LLC that they have or whatever they have created as the, the business. But I, you know, I don't know. So is this now dropped though from the show? Yeah, I think that's the official cat back. update. Although no, I still would like a Balinese kitten. But man, these things are hard to find. You would think. Are we sure they even exist? Yeah, that's what I was Magical thinking. scam right. cat? No, they exist. Because I'd like a liger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> One of the coolest animals ever. They definitely exist for sure. So I don't know if anybody knows that would be helpful. But yeah, I feel like cat segment complete. Full circle moment. We got our money back. Well, I will let you know for sure if the check is... Oh, you got to cash it. Yeah, you make it. sure yeah. it clears because oh, it may bounce. True. It's yeah. going to come back and they'll be like, oh, sorry, insufficient funds. Mm-hmm. So there Ooh. will be an update on this. Yeah. Nice. That could be a possibility because I have not turned it into the bank yet. Okay, let us know. All right. Four days out from Eddie's big walk from West Virginia to Tennessee. Crazy it's already here. I know, man. It's time to put up or shut up. Yeah, there's no shutting up. I'm going to put up. Is that how you say it? Sure. I'm putting up. Here is a call. From Dana in Florida, who is a medical provider, talking about your walk. I am a medical provider and do a lot of standing on my feet, walking around all day, and I have some advice for Eddie. So when you're on your feet all day and your feet start to hurt from walking around and standing, if you change your shoes, it does something to reset the receptors in your feet so that they don't hurt as much. So if I have a really long day, say I'm on a 24-hour call, I will swap shoes 12 hours in, and it's like... Your feet are brand new. So I thought that might help him on his walk from West Virginia to Tennessee. Do you have a couple pairs of shoes? Oh, my gosh. I have like six pairs now. Mike D hooked me up with Brooks Shoe Company. They gave me three shoe pairs of shoes. I got another one from the National Angels. They sent me a pair of shoes. I bought my own pair of shoes. So I'm. Ch- yeah, this is great advice. Brooks hooked it up, huh? Hooked it up. And they gave me three different styles, and it's like they all feel differently, so I like them for different terrains. Man, I'm getting I'm getting into this thing. Any flippy floppies in there? No flippy floppies, I wish. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Oh, man, that's just a little PSA for parents who have kids or even adults who maybe like to use their tablets outside. A recent study found that indirect sunlight reflected off of the tablets, the electronic devices, and increased sun exposure, like 85%, which is a lot. So it's really, really dangerous to be outside with a tablet. You know, back in the 80s, we'd see on TV, maybe even the 90s, where people would hold that reflective thing when they were laying out, and they'd hold oh, yeah. it like at their chest, and it'd go onto their face. Yes. I always thought, that ain't good for them. They can't be good for them. No. But this is basically that. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of times you might be innocently, your kid is out there having a good time, but also has its tablet. And some burns are happening. Um, the devices get extra hot, and they even, like, burn their hand or something. So just heads up. Make sure you've got your sunscreen on, and maybe if you're using a tablet, be in the shade. Surprise, the tablet even works out in the heat. My mm-hmm. phone's in the outside for like 30 seconds. Overheat. <laughs> yeah, me too. Maybe it's because we just live in a hot part of the country, mm-hmm. but if I leave it exposed and it's face up to the sun for four or five minutes, it just shuts down. But it comes back. I do gotta admit, and the little thing fights back. <laughs> uh, what else? So how many meals can you make without using a recipe? Well, I will say that I am... A, a bit of an outlier here is I do not make any meals without a recipe. <laughs> I, I use HelloFresh, mm-hmm. and I don't know, really know how to cook. So, like, you can go into the kitchen. It, um, the full it, meal? Nope. 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 Cereal, I guess. <laughs> that it's not a meal, though. Like, yeah. I would consider a meal to be some sort of meat with a vegetable, 
or if you're a vegetarian, a vegetable with a vegetable. I don't know. <laughs> well, most of us say that we can make four or less without a recipe. And I was like, I started thinking in my head. And I mean, I'm not a horrible cook by any means, but really only like two things came to mind, like spaghetti and salmon, mm. maybe chicken. Listen, I think I'm an incredibly competent guy. This is why I think I'm a bit of an outlier here. But I have no competency in the kitchen at all. Yeah. I could probably figure that stuff out if you just put stuff in front of me, but no. Yeah. But most people do four? Yeah, most people, they can only whip up four meals from their head, needing no recipe, four meals or less. So I thought it would be like, Hello Fresh my... uh, codes Bones 12, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bones 12. <laughs> Apparently a lot of people are going to need that. Uh, so Thomas Rhett was just sharing what he wanted to do for Father's Day this Sunday, and I thought some people might like to know. I think on Father's Day, all I want to do is literally just go to the farm with my kids and ride around on a four-wheeler, walk through the corn. They love to walk through the corn maze and get to take little corn stalks off of it and try to eat it. I love getting to build a fire with them. I love when they want to sit down and watch like my favorite Disney movie, like one of the classics. Eddie, what are you doing for Father's Day? I will be starting my walk from West Virginia down to Tennessee on Father's Day. But are you doing anything Saturday, like a pre-Father's Day? Yes, we're going to Sevierville, Tennessee, which is outside of the Smoky Mountains. We're going to spend the weekend there and have fun, and then I head to my trip. Oh, so y'all are taking a little family trip to drop you off? Yes. That's cute. Are they driving back without you? So they're going to stay there a couple more days, and then they're even talking about maybe join me somewhere in the middle. Maybe like meet me at one of the hotel stops. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Good idea. Kind of as support. I wonder how miserable you're going to be during this walk. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to be pretty miserable because I did like 10 miles yesterday and I'm I'm hurting today. You walked 10 miles? 10 miles yesterday and it took like four hours. I do have to commend you for training for this because I think I would just throw it away and be like, it's a walk. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, if I had two weeks to do this, I wouldn't worry about it. But it's like four days and I'm going to have to hustle and do 20 miles a day. That's going to be hard. Eddie is walking starting Sunday from West Virginia to Tennessee, just like George Strait said, he's going to carry a bag full of suckers yeah. with hearts on them, pass them out to everybody. <laughs> Gets, that's you carrying love. That's right. And you'll be able to listen on the radio starting Monday. What if we just turned him up the whole show? We didn't. We weren't even in. It's just we just turned up Eddie's walk, and he just commentates <laughs> as he walks. Yeah, like what is your walk pace? Fast. Oh wow. It is. Yeah, for the oh. most part. All right. Well, good luck to you, my friend. Thank yeah, you. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this high school senior named Verda, and she was receiving the General Excellence Award from her school during graduation, which comes with a $40,000 scholarship. Well, she's already headed to Harvard and plans to do pre-med, and I guess she feels secure in how she's going to pay for that. So she wants to donate the money to somebody else that's going to community college. Here's her speech. I am so very grateful for this, but I also know that... I am not the one who needs this the most. And knowing my mom went to community college and how much that was helpful, I would be so very grateful if administration would be um, would consider giving the general um, excellence scholarship to someone who's going to the community college. Um, because I know it is such a great honor, but I also know that I am not the most in need of it. Why this was such a baller move is probably non-transferable if you just ask. Like, hey, I just like to give this to someone else. They're like, no, this was... But because you get up on stage and you say it and people record it... <laughs> you have to do they it. They really it's can't like, say yeah. no to it now. What are you going to do? Yeah, so good for her. Also really smart, like a strategic move to make sure it actually does get moved over to somebody else too who needs it. Well, she is headed to Harvard, so... Yeah, she is smart. That's mm-hmm. true. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here are your top three songs in country music this week. Chris Young and Kane Brown at number three with Famous Friends. I've got some famous friends you probably never heard of. But back in County, our crowd is At number two, Dirk's Bentley Gone. I've been gone. Is it weird that Dirks, who, family man, married for a long time, like healthy family, great relationship, sings a song that is just so different than his life? Because he's like, I'm sad, I'm lonely, my girl left me. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about it going, nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> yeah, that ain't true. You're the healthiest person I know. Is that weird to you or no? I, don't, I guess I hadn't thought about it, because then I would really start to dissect like somewhere on a beach. 
or we're drunk on a plane. Oh yeah, Dude, drunk you on fly a plane. planes. You better yeah. not be all fair. Just mm-hmm. never thought about those two with this one. This one though is like per- like real personal. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. My baby left and I've been gone. And I'm like, no, you're no. for real. A good song, but yeah. uh, number one, Luke Combs, Forever After All. The number one pop song is Dua Lipa, Levitating. Good one. That's a good one. Uh, okay, let's go over to the morning corny with Amy. Let's do it. The morning corny. Why are there no knock knock jokes about America? Why are there no knock-knock jokes about America? Because freedom rings. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. All right, let's talk this out. Morgan number two thinks she may have stolen something on accident, and she wants to know what to do. What happened? So I went to the grocery store and I, you know, bought all my normal groceries, probably like $150 worth, right, For, for the next few weeks. And I had paper towels on the bottom of my cart, and I just walked out with them, forgetting to scan them. And I'm like, they're all put away at my house and everything, and this is like three days after the fact. And I'm like, okay, I stole those. I did not pay for those. (laughs) So do I need to like go back and be like, hey, I need to pay for these? Or is it just like, I got away with it. It is what it is. Do you feel guilty? Yeah, I, I, like I feel like I stole something. Well, then that changes the answer. Yeah. First of all, if you go back to the place, they're going to go, hey, that is a mistake. You're fine. I used to work at Hobby Lobby, and people would accidentally take stuff out on the bottom all the time. And some people would accidentally take out stuff that wasn't that accident. And then we were told, hey, watch out, because people are trying to steal stuff by putting it on the bottom of their cart. But if it was something that was like two bucks, you just let them go. However, if you're feeling guilty, it's a different situation. I think you can do one of two things. One, if it's just weighing on you heavily, you can just go back. You really can and be like, hey, I bought this. I didn't pay for it. Can I please pay for it? And they're going to think you're a little crazy, but that's okay because it's not about them at this point. It's about you. Um, secondly, you could actually like pay it forward to somebody. Like you actually took something, but you could go and buy 10 things of paper towels and donate them to like an animal place or something. That way, what you did accidentally, where you don't feel good about it, you can actually feel better about it by doing something else. That would be my suggestion because obviously they're not going to send the cops out. They're not going to arrest you. It was an accident. That stuff happens. But I think if you're feeling weighted down by being a thief, which you are, that you could do something about it. What do you think? I mean, I think that she could go back to the store and get whatever exact paper towels she got and then go to the customer service area and be like, hey, can you scan this? And then we put it away. I just need to pay for it because like, this is what happened. And then they'll understand. And then you don't have to end up buying a bunch of paper towels to donate. But I mean, but I would, a good listen, idea. I would recommend you do the second one just because somebody else wins other than you. Okay. But she still, she goes back and does the second one. She still needs to buy an extra one. No, just buy a bunch of paper towels and donate them somewhere. Okay. Because she's not in trouble. She's not going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> I know she, she didn't, didn't really. <laughs> I know, but I mean, that would make, I don't know, that would make me feel better replacing the one that I actually You could do took. it all. You know what? Buy everybody. Just go, you get paper <laughs> towels. You oh, get paper cool. towels. Just start throwing them at people. <laughs> but you have to go back to the same store, right? Or is no, it just- no. I, oh, really? This is only a personal thing to her. Oh. She could just retire from the whole situation today and be like, you know, it was an accident. The mm-hmm. end. Yeah. But I would say if it's if it's bothering you, you can do something about it to not bother you anymore. You can either go back and pay for the dang paper towels or you can go buy some more and donate them somewhere and be like, well, because that happened, something even better happened. Yeah. So up to you. Eddie, what would you tell her? You know, my kid uh, took some M&Ms one time and we got all the way home and I realized he had it in his hand. And he's like, well, we didn't pay for that. He's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I forgot. So I took him back to the grocery store and he went up to the cur- a customer service and said, I didn't pay for this. And they said, oh, that's so sweet of you to come back. Would you like to pay for those? And he said, yes. And he paid for them. So we sent Lunchbox with Morgan <laughs> to the grocery store. Be like, she took, she accidentally took paper towels out of here. Like her dad. Yeah. And oh, I, I like that. And I'm not happy with what just happened here. <laughs> and so what would you like to say, Morgan? And then you have to be like, I, I didn't mean to, but I took the paper towels without paying. <laughs> How hilarious yes. would that be? 
I feel like we should do it. <laughs> It'd be like a, an adult kid getting in trouble by his very adult Then they'd dad. really be like, okay, this is weird. And then it gets yeah. awkward when Lunchbox is like, and what do you have to say, Morgan? I'm really sorry, and I'll never do it again. <laughs> Louder. I mean. <laughs> With more more heart. But I would say that it's up, it's up to you to make you feel better. If you guys want to do that bit, that's hilarious. Yeah. But I still think if you feel bad about something you did inadvertently, you can always make it better by doing something greater. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to do that. That'll make me feel better. I may still also pay for it too and then buy new ones. I just have <laughs> such a bad, I'm so bad about that. And I felt so guilty when I got home and I'm like, I never paid for those. And I feel so bad for the poor lady that may have gotten in trouble in case She didn't I get in out. trouble. She, they, they didn't do any sort of inventory and go, you know what, Clark? We're short one paper towel today. <laughs> they did. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> There's a restaurant in Ohio, and if you go in, you get the pizza, you can get cicadas on your pizza. Oh, why? Oh. This is all for attention, right? Because yes. no one actually goes in going, babe, I just feel like some cicadas tonight. <laughs> right? But it's working. We're literally talking about it. Again, an Ohio restaurant is going with an odd topping for its pizza since the cicada period finds all the bugs everywhere. The pizza bandit is doing its part to repurpose them. They posted a video saying you guys come try out the spicy Thai cicada pie. Oh, <laughs> spicy Thai. Sounds good. They're confused if it's even legal to do the owners of the pizza places. Oh. So it's not where you go in and buy it, but you can probably try it and eat it. And they say, well, and th- this is some of the opinions. Absolutely delicious to mm, it's okay, but nobody said it was disgusting. Hmm. I just I don't want any bug on my pizza. It's not even about cicadas. I'm not an anti-cicada guy. I'm just an anti-bug guy on my pizza. I don't even like onions. I don't like any crunch. <laughs> onions. Uh, no, no crunch on my pizza. And that includes cicadas. Now, that being said, Scuba Steve, what's the latest on the chocolate-covered cicadas we ordered for the show? So yesterday I spoke to the lady, and she has expedited our shipment because I have regular shipment that I paid for. We talked about how there's, like, next-day shipping. And she's expedited, so it should be here either today or tomorrow. So oh. tomorrow on the uh. show, we will spin that wheel uh. and someone, yeah, at least by Friday, right? I think worst case Friday. I, I have the tracking number, so I'm following the UPS thing to see where it comes and when it's going to be here. At least by Friday's show. Let's just call it for Friday. Okay. Even if it comes in, if we have it tomorrow, we'll shake it on the air and be tomorrow. like, we got him. <laughs> okay, cool. But on Friday's show... We will eat chocolate-covered cicadas. One member of the show will. I just... Go ahead. You just what? No, it's just making me sick even thinking about it. Like, I hope I can do it. You can do it. mm -hmm. One time you ate dog food. That's very different. The wet or the dry kind? She ate the wet kind. I I would eat dog food over a cicada any day. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think wouldn't. So. I wouldn't. I'd give me a bug with chocolate yeah, on yeah, it. Give me that cicada. All day, or day. Oh, wow. I know, but I see my dog. <laughs> you ate wet dog food and then vomited forever. Oh. I did? Yeah. I don't remember that. Hmm. That was, We've done a oh. lot. We've done a lot over We've the years. We've done a lot of things. We've done a lot over yeah. the years. There's like my dog's pill pockets smell so good to me. I've been tempted. No, they don't smell good to me. Mm-hmm. Eddie, what kind of snacks are you taking with you on your walk on uh, Sunday? Protein gel snacks, trail mix, things like that, sandwiches, and Scuba's going to have a cooler in his car behind me, so we're just going to load it up with all sorts of stuff. Eddie's walking from West Virginia to Tennessee starting Sunday. Yeah. So when we come on the air Monday, you'll be a day into it. I'll be en route. Your first day of walking is how long? Do you know? I don't know exactly because it just depends on what time we get to the starting point. Because we're leaving kind of midday to get there. And, I mean, I don't really want to walk at night. But if we have to reach our goal, and that means walk in the middle, I mean, not middle of the night, but nighttime, we're going to do it. And so what about rain? Yeah, we're just going to go through it. There was one day last week or whatever when it started to rain. And I was like, ooh, let me go to the gym and train. I said, no, 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 no. I stopped myself. And I'm like, let me walk through the rain to get the feel of it. And that's not fun because your shoes get wet. But I wore a poncho, and I I tried it out, and I'm just going to do it. Well, on the 20th, Eddie is walking from West Virginia to Tennessee. You, the listener, made this happen because Eddie's like, yo, I'll do it. Okay, fine. As long as I make $10,000 for the charity. And so we have $60,000 amazing. So you have to do it. I have to do Even it. Even if you're dragging your legs. Yes. And uh, no, you can't get in a car. No, no, no. I will not be getting in a car. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm going to sleep in a hotel. That's the goal, to get to a hotel every night. But other than that, there's no luxury, man. My feet are going to be on the pavement walking those roads. See if you can figure out what each days are lengthwise. Okay. Like how many? Are there any 20-mile days? Yes. The the map that I've kind of mapped out, there's one 20-mile day. Everything else is like 18, 17. 
That's pretty much 20 miles, though, mm-hmm. right? 17, 18 miles. Yeah. When you walk five from your house to my house, do your feet hurt? Uh, yes. Around that five-mile mark, they start hurting. But the good thing is, I'm telling you, they feel good after the, the next day. Or if I sit down for like 30 minutes, they feel fine. I can walk again. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping that's kind of what happens throughout the walk. Like, oh, they're rejuvenated. Let's go again. Well, Sunday he'll be streaming it. Monday it'll be on the air as you're yeah. walking. You guys be sure to come back next week for that. So what happened? Well, we were checking out at Target and we walk up and the sales clerk is there. It's a guy and he's like taking the things and my son just looks at him and goes, sup, cowboy. Whoa. And I was like, what? What? Where did that even come from? I have no idea. So then I thought, are kids saying, is that a thing these days that kids are saying like cowboy? And where did that even come from? And I have no idea. But it could be from other kids that he was hanging out with. Hey, did your kids call kids cowboys? I can tell cowboys? you right now that my kids have never said, what's up, cowboy? No, not not what's up. Sup. <laughs> Sup, cowboy. I've not Sup. said that. Sup, cowboy. <laughs> Do your kids ever say anything where you're like, where'd that come from? Yeah, you know what they've been doing lately is bleeping themselves. Like, they're like, what the bleep? I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> you can't. What are you doing? <laughs> my daughter does. <laughs> she, she doesn't do the bleep, but she does the what the? Yeah, I do that a little bit too, but I don't say the rest <laughs> I know, of it. I know. I think she I got know. it from us. Yeah. And so now I feel responsible for her being in, uh, maybe around other adults possibly going, what the? I'll say, because I don't curse mm-hmm. at all, yeah. but I'll go, what the? Like that. Uh, speaking of kids, Lunchbox called a tanning salon and you called them to do what? I wanted to see about getting a tanning membership and then at the end they want to know how old and that's when I hit them with the two and a half. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, listen, it's summertime. A lot of pressure, right? A lot of pressure. Pool parties. Mm -hmm. All right, here is Lunchbox calling the tanning salon. Uh, Yes, I was calling to get some information. I want to sign my son up for a tanning membership. Okay. You know, it's just with summer coming up and pool parties and things like that, getting together with the friends, and sometimes he's going to take his shirt off and he's a little bit self-conscious about his, you know, pale skin. (laughs) Sure, sure. I mean, we all are, right? So that's what, I mean... You know, that's what this is for. So it it really does help with confidence and everything, I think. So what do I need to do? Do I need to fill out paperwork? How does it, do I need to be there with my son when he gets tanned? How do I go about this? Well, he can just come in and sign the paperwork. I mean, how old is your son? My son? Oh, he's almost three. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Um, I didn't realize. I thought your son was like in high school or something. No, no, no. There's a lot of peer no. pressure. You know, he goes to daycare, so there's a lot of peer pressure in the daycare <laughs> world yeah, about no. looking your best. I, no, you. I mean, tanning is not for babies. It's just not. So I like like. What, have so you ever sorry. seen the? No. Have you ever seen Tan Mom on TV? He when he sees her on TV, he's like, ooh. She pretty, and so he wants to look like that. I don't know. I can't even believe we're having this conversation. No. I mean, just please don't come here, and please don't tan your son. You are disgusting. Wow. Yikes. Please don't come here. Please don't tan your son. You are disgusting. So I guess that's a no? Yeah, I got rejected. Dang, man. Are your kids... Doing stuff this summer? The camps or anything? Yeah, camps are back, which is amazing because last summer obviously was really hard. So much was shut down, but now it's like a normal summer. We got church camp, we got volleyball camp, we got dance camp. Do they feel the pressure to go to the tanning salon? (laughs) (laughs) My Haitian children? Not true. No. (laughs) True, 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 true. It's time for the good news with Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There was a guy in Idaho driving his GMC Yukon, had his two-year-old dog in the back, and gets in a wreck. Boom! And the two-year-old dog, Tilly, gets thrown from the vehicle and runs off. No one can find the dog. Well, a couple days later, these guys are sitting there in their house, and they're looking out there. Man, the dog's out there herding the sheep. And then they look down. Our dog's in here. What dog is that? And they go out there, and it's Tilly, the one that was in the wreck two miles away, recognized it from Facebook, and got the dog back to its owner. Dang. Wow. Oh, huh. Tilly. Man. Her old yeller. Don't know what not like old no, yeller. We don't talk about old yeller. Opposite. Yeah, forgot Hopefully about the Hopefully it ends there. different than yeah. old yeller. Long live Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend old yeller to anybody? No. 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 You not at all. Nah, nah, not really. I mean, if you happen to watch it, it's not a bad movie, but no, I don't recommend no, that movie. No, it is a bad it's movie. It's not too bad. It's, it's a bit traumatizing. <laughs> That's what the, yeah. What you do is you st- you find a spot to stop it and you act like the ending is somewhere else. <laughs> 
and then you don't play the end end. Yeah, the first 20 minutes. <laughs> then you're like, all right, that was a good movie. Look, there's a happy family with That's a good it. dog. There it is. <laughs> all right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Heather in Florida is on the phone, and she wants to say something about Morgan number two situation where she accidentally stole paper towels. Hey, Heather, what's up? Hey, Heather, you're on the show. What's going on? No, Heather? Morning, studio. There she is. Morning. Morning. (laughs) Whoa. I'm screaming at (laughs) her. Sorry, I put it on mute. (laughs) Oh. All right, Heather, you're on the air. That's the worst. I just wanted to say um, I work for a grocery store in Publix, or Publix in Florida, and I think Morgan number two should go back and pay for the paper towels because um, one of the reasons that, like, groceries go up, I mean, obviously it's only one reason, but it's because we lose product and you know she knows that she took it i know she did it accidentally but she should go back and pay for it morgan your thoughts you're making grocery store prices go up for all of us oh my goodness way to go yeah (laughs) that's so much pressure yes i will absolutely go back please don't yell at me all right heather thank you for the call (laughs) appreciate that (laughs) thank you have a great day bye 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 let's go over and get the big stories in bobby's big stories an 18 year old girl got locked out of her house and then she decided to try to get in Santa Claus style through the chimney. <laughs> she got stuck, had to be rescued by firefighters. It took them a half hour to get her out. Oh, man. Boy, that's brave to try to go through the chimney. I don't. I think I'd bust out a window before I go through the chimney. Exactly. How did she even... It's pretty narrow up there. She attempted to enter the one-story home through the chimney but could not get past the f- flu. 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 What How do you know what that? that is? Well, because hey, I recently... Mary rec- Poppins with yeah. your lingo? <laughs> well, I recently, I even had to Google it because, or like how to spell it and say it because we our flu was open and I didn't know and you're supposed to keep it closed. Otherwise, faint elements can come in from the outside and then like if you if you have a fire going, flu open. Oh, the no, flap. No fire going, flu closed. Ch-ch-chimney. Ch-ch-chimney. All right, well, that's good to know. Yeah. The real mathematical formula for winning the lottery is out. Oh, boy. I got a pin. And if you would have just done this, you would have made $22,000 in the lottery alone. All right. Oh. If you would have just done this. Are you ready for a lunchbox? Yeah. So, is there a mathematical formula to winning the lottery? The answer is yes. Here you go. You set aside $5 a week to play the lottery. Okay. Which you do what a week? 50? Uh, I do 150 per paycheck. Wow, it's gone up to 150? What, dude, what's what's happening here? Well, I'm trying to invest more thinking I'll it's get... It's not an investment. And also, you complain about <laughs> money, but you're putting 150 in the lottery every two weeks? Yeah. That's a significant amount of money. It is. Wow. Okay. So, this is the new... Write your notes here. Ready? Got it. Set aside $5 a week to play the lottery. That's yeah. it. You're saving money already. That's pretty good. Every year, put the $250 that you have set aside for the lottery into a mutual fund. Oh. After 20 years, cash out your account. You just won $14,000. Wow. After 20 years, you won $14,000. That sounds terrible. But you've been playing the lottery for how many years? Uh, how old am I now? I'm 21 years. Okay. You would have be, be $14,000 ahead right now yeah. if you had done that. $14,000. But if I hit that lottery, I'll be millions ahead. But you didn't. But I still have time. Right now, I'd only have $14,000. Well, I have it for you here, actually, on your numbers. Oh. Thanks for asking. If Lunchbox did this over all the years he's been playing, it'd have been 1200 bucks a year if he had done 100 bucks a month. Dang. He's been playing 19 years, according to my math. He would have a check for $22,800 right now. Yeah. I could use $22,000 uh-huh. right now. The mathematical formula winning the lottery is don't play the lottery. But Lunchbox, wow. you can take it's this information fun. and start it now. Yeah, and if you're, it's fun. If you're doing it for entertainment purposes, go for it. But you're not. You really want to win. Yeah, well, that's why everybody like, but plays. You're, no, no, but you're basing your like life worth off of winning the lottery. Yes. Okay. That's my standing <laughs> in society is how much I win in the lottery. And when I hit it big and people take pictures of me and put me on the news and celebrate me. I think it's just a still. No he one, brings up the news a lot. Like, he really just wants to be on the news. No also, one's who, celebra- who's watching the news since, like, 98? Right. Uh, no one like, celebrates a mutual fund guy. Okay. <sighs> it's like you can't get through to him. I keep trying, though. Yeah, I don't yeah, even know how to open a mutual fund. Shots. Uh, the father of the recently born Decuplets, the 10 baby. Yeah. Oh, wow. Decuplets, Decepolets. I'm not sure how you say that. He has requested that people stop donating money to his wife and their 10 babies because he's like, I still haven't seen the babies. 
He said, I appreciate the financial support we've been getting from members of the public, but I would also like to appeal to the public to stop making money deposits into our accounts until all members of the community have seen the babies. Not only has he not seen the children, but he hasn't seen his wife since she left home on June 7th. I smell a rat. Uh I smell something fishy. (laughs) While she has purportedly given birth to the 10 babies, the local authorities have been unable to trace her to any of the public or private hospitals. He said he's excited to meet the kids, whenever that may be. On Wednesday, he accepted over $70,000 in public donations. But he's like, stop giving me money. I don't even know if the kids are real. He doesn't know if the kids are real. He hasn't seen them. Okay, but his wife was pregnant, right? How do I know? I just wrote on a piece of paper. (laughs) Okay. If you ask me if I really know, I don't know. I just read the ridiculous news. Okay, well, I'm going to need an update on that eventually. I'm confused. I think we we all are. Uh, There you go. Those are the big stories. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Here's a voicemail from Aaron in Tampa. Hey, Bobby. This is a message for Eddie. I am a marathon runner, and I heard on the podcast that he was planning on walking 15 miles in prep for next week, and I would highly recommend he not max out this week. He should be resting, recovering, and preparing his body for what he's going to do next week, not going pedal to the metal because he could injure himself. Just wanted to wish him luck. I'm a foster parent and an adoptive parent. I love what he's doing, and I just want to give him so much encouragement and wish him luck. Thank you for everything. Bye. There you go. Knowledge. It's power. Did I hear that correctly? Just chill? Yeah. No, not no, just not chill. chill. Just don't max out. <laughs> okay. So don't still walk. Yeah. Just don't go crazy. Next week, Eddie walks from West Virginia to Tennessee. It's basically 100 miles through the mountains. Crazy. He raised money for charity. He didn't mean to, let's be honest. <laughs> no. No, I didn't really mean but to. But next week on the show, Monday through Thursday is the goal. He'll be walking all day, er day. That's right. I have a story here about a kid calling 911. And so... This one went viral with 3 million views on TikTok. It's pretty funny. It's of a four-year-old kid calling 911 about how they went to Disney on ice. Here you go. Here's the 911 call. Elk Grove 911, what is your emergency? Uh. Is there a grown-up there I can talk to? No. What do you want to tell me, Lene? We went to Disney on ice. You went to Disney on ice? Yes. How old are you, Lene? Four. And is your mommy or daddy there? Yeah. Can I talk to one of them? No, they're busy. Well, I have to talk to them because I need to know more about Disney on Ice. Oh, they they know about it. Well, I don't know about it, so I need to talk to them about it. Can I talk to your mommy or your daddy? No, they're busy. I know they're busy, but I need to talk to one of them, please. Bye. Oh. Wow. They're busy. I mean, so she just really needed somebody to talk to? Oh. If your four-year-old kid called Eddie, would they get in trouble? Oh, big time. You kidding me? Yeah, there's already a little sheet on my refrigerator that says, for emergencies only, this is what you do. Call 911. And you didn't have a four-year-old. No, I mean, I got my kids at 7 and 10. So, and I was, yeah. I, you know, they weren't used to 911 because they came from Haiti, but I had to, so I didn't have to worry about that. Like, sometimes I, I wanted to teach it to them in case there's an emergency, and we went through, like, 611, and, I mean, they just were getting all kinds of confused. Mandy in Florida, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. Mandy, what's happening with you? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Um, my four-year-old, well, she's 12 now, my daughter at four I left her at our house with my mom, and she got mad that I went to the grocery store, <laughs> called 911, and told them that they needed to come pick me up and uh, bring me home. No. Because she was mad. And so what did they say to you when they finally got a hold of you, and were they frantic about it? No, because she talked to them like that little kid did, and they said that they knew nothing was wrong because normally kids don't have a conversation. And she finally went and got my mom. Okay, so in the end, she went and got her grandma, and grandma was like, no, we're good here. Yeah, I was like, what in the world? So what's the conversation you have with your kid after that happens? Um, pretty much don't do it, because my dad's retired law enforcement, so she knows, and she definitely got in trouble. Man, it's, but they're four, so then it's like, <laughs> know, how right? do you, but they do need to learn. Yeah, but they can't do that. It's not like they were, re- she was really, thought she was doing something terribly wrong. Right, she thought she was using it the right way. <laughs> right. It's like, there is something to be said for that. <laughs> like, uh, she wanted her mom to come get her. Maybe she only gets half her fruit snacks instead of all of it. You know, okay. I don't think we're taking anything really away. <laughs> hey, Mandy, thank you for that call. Really appreciate it. Have a good day. All right, yeah, you too. Over on line one is Meg in Virginia. We're talking about if your kid accidentally called 911. Hey, Meg, what's happening? What happened to you? 
So when I was four years old, I stayed at my grandma's house every day. She was my babysitter. And my parents gave me an old cell phone, like an old flip phone that did not work. It was no longer like connected. So I thought it would be fun to play and call 911 and just see what would happen. So I called 911 about a dozen times and hung up every time that they answered. On a dead cell phone? <laughs> so, well, I think the phones, if, yes, even if they're not cell phone. activated, they'll still call 911. Oh, I didn't know that. So even battery dead? Well, no, I don't. It must not have been dead dead. It just wasn't so like an active eventually, phone. Eventually, like three cop cars showed up <gasps> at my grandma's house. They tracked the phone. Uh, sirens and everything, like beating on the door, thinking that something was wrong because I never spoke. I just called and hung up about 12 times. Oh, my what, goodness. What year? I know you were four. So what year was this? Uh, probably like 2006, maybe. Okay, wow. I'm 19 now. Ooh, that sophisticated back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. What were you thinking? Did you know they came because of you, or were you also st- stunned by what was happening? I was terrified. My grandma was screaming, and she was like, Megan, the cops are here. Something's wrong. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know why. I, I have no idea. They're like, we got about 15 calls from this location, and we thought there was something wrong, so we came. I was, and I was terrified. I, oh, my gosh. I was crying my eyes out thinking I was going to be in so much trouble. At what but point the cops, did you, They just it, laughed and told me everything was okay, but never do that again because all phones work whether they're, whether they're working phones or not. You can still call 911 from anything. At what point did you figure out, though, that you, it was you? You were the reason they were all there because I was, still probably wouldn't have put the pieces together. I, I, it took me a while. <laughs> Once they said that they got so many calls, I was like, well, I was calling, but I never actually called. I was, play, I was on a play phone. They're like, no, that was, that was a real phone. You were really calling. And wow. I just freaked out. And you know what? The people, her parents, whoever gave it to her, they didn't know any better either. That's, right. that's on them, too. Right. Yeah. They gave a four-year-old a phone. I, but I wouldn't know right now. I guess I see that emergency. You know, even though you don't have signal, you can still swipe an SOS emergency. Yeah. That's crazy, though. I didn't know if That's you didn't have, note. like, just an activated phone. Like, I got, like, five of those at the house. An unactivated phone? The, the, yeah, they're just sitting there. Well, don't play 911 race okay. with your kids. No. I just learned for that. sure. Hey, Meg, thank you for calling. appreciate that. Blackberry to a kid. Yeah. What was that? Thank you for calling. Really appreciate that call. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I listen to you guys every day. Thank you. We listen to you. You just have no idea. It's secret. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye. <laughs> this woman says they hired a nanny because they have a kid. And she works, and he works. But she's like, he actually hired the nanny so he can just stay home and sleep all day. Ooh. Oh, sounds like Lunchbox. He sends his kid to daycare That's and true. takes naps. That is uh, true. You do send your kid away just so you can well, sleep. Yes, That's I do. It's the same thing, basically. Yeah, it is. It's just a different type of childcare. Huh. You need to be rested to be a good parent. It sounds nice for the guy, the story says, but his wife doesn't think so. She's like, we have a nanny, but he, he just has it so he can sleep all day. <laughs> she watches the kid while he takes nap after nap after nap. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Smart. And it's the same thing that you do. No problem with it. Gotta I mean, get your rest. American parents say their children are speaking in a British accent after watching too much Peppa Pig. <laughs> so cute. American parents say their children are picking up British accents because they watch too much of this TV show. The cartoon follows the life of Peppa and her family in a UK fictional town. Toddlers across the world are now tuning in to see Peppa's latest adventures, and it appears Peppa's southern British accent and vocabulary are rubbing off on those watching the show. Here's a clip of the theme song. Pig. This is my little brother George. This is Mommy Pig. And this is Daddy Pig. I can say if I were a kid, heck, so after I hear someone say this once, I'm like, I, I talk like them. <laughs> Daddy George. If I meet anyone that's from England, I, I automatically, or Australia too. Like I hung out with those Seaforth guys, and I was like, I might be This happens. He, he, he's like, What are you saying? I was like, I don't know, sound like you. So you just do it back at them. Well, oh, go ahead. Well, when my husband was in the Air Force, like he was stationed in England for a while. And a lot of his friends that were also stationed there that had kids, like they were American, but their kids were there and they were younger and going to school over there. And so the parents had English mm-hmm. accents and the kids came home with their, well, their their English English accents. And it was so cute. Like proper English? Yeah, like American the British, yeah. the British accents. And like, even though the parents were from America, but. I just like, I would never, they would talk. I'd be like, you're so cute. Let's go over and talk to Alex in Florida. Alex, appreciate you calling the show. What's going on, bud? Hey, good morning. Morning. Uh, good morning, show. Hey. Um, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to get a little advice and 
I haven't had a job interview in about 14 years, and I'm on the road to my first job interview. Oh, nice. I uh, wanted to get a little bit of advice and uh, uh, get my nerves kind of calmed down. Well, first of all, know that your nerves won't be any calmer, honestly. The, the, the name of the game isn't feeling better because you're never going to talk yourself really out of your nerves. It's just understanding that nerves are okay and nerves are awesome because you're nervous about something that could possibly go right instead of something that could possibly go wrong. So a lot of people do try to go, I need my nerves to go away. You never need them to go away and they go away, honestly. They really only go away because you do something over and over and you get comfortable doing it. So first of all, eliminate that from your mind. You're just going to be nervous, Alex, and there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, it's pretty cool you get to be nervous about a possibility of something good. So you with me there so far? Yes. Okay. Secondly... When you go into this interview, a lot is going to be decided in the first 15, 20 seconds. Like, smile, be someone this person thinks they'd want to be around 8, 10, 12 hours a day, or someone they want working for them. Like, that is a, that's a very important part of it, that very, very, very first impression. So, smile, be friendly. And then, third of all, ask questions, because I've done many interviews at this point where I, I'm like, okay, I'm looking for a position here. And I, you know, how do you feel about this? They're like, good, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, hey, do you have anything you want to ask? When they ask me questions, I'm like, oh, they are so dialed into this. And even if I don't hire them then, they stay in the back of my mind for the next time. Abby, our phone screener, who now does work for me on the podcast network, who that's what she did. I didn't hire her the first time like an idiot. But you know what she did? She asked questions. She wrote me a thank you card afterward. And I said, hey, you know who's fantastic? It's like the girl I didn't hire. And now she's in here killing it. So just know that... As long as you're you, you smile, you're pleasant, because we want to work with people that are fun to work with, that are nice to be around, ask questions, you're nervous, and that's okay. All that matters, and just go and do your best job. And if it doesn't work out, you'll go do another interview, and eventually you'll get good at interviews, and then, then you'll get a job. So I think you're going to do great, man. I do. Uh, so what, what kind of job is it? Well, it's uh, the job position is for a chemical dependency technician. If he just said like mortician so, and he's coming in happy, I'd be like, well, let me let me take that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should. Um, so do you feel pretty good ab- about your chances of getting this job? Yes, sir. Uh, if, if I'm, if I can be honest, I've been through the ringer and uh, I feel like I, it's not on my resume, but I would be a good fit for the position. Tell them that. Yeah, believe in yourself. Go in and show confidence. And I would rather you be slightly cocky than underconfident. Because there is that fine line that's impossible to walk. And it's hard to nail it right on confidence but not cocky. But I would rather you, if you're like having to go, okay, what side do I lean on? I would rather you be slightly overconfident than slightly underconfident. Because if you believe you can do a good job and you make me believe you can do a good job, then I believe you can do a good job. So go in in there with that same confidence. All right, man? Yes, sir. And, and if I may say real quick, I, I won't keep you guys, but um, um, I did. I got a message saying that they said, uh, well, we're looking for someone a little bit different, a little bit of different background. And I messaged them back saying, well, thank you for the opportunity, but um, this is about me. And, and I said a little bit about me. And then that's when HR contacted me wanting the interview. Nice. Yeah. So. All right. We're going to give you three. We're going to give you three woo woos. Here we go. I don't know what that means. Ooh. I don't know. That. We're trying to create something right on the spot here. All right, here we go. Uh, how about how about two woo woos and three claps? Okay. okay. One, two, three. Woo woo. There it is. All right, Alex. We just did that for you. We invented that on the spot. Uh, two claps. Who did three? I did. My. I don't know. Okay. Never mind, Alex. We're idiots. Good luck, buddy. All right. Appreciate. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate All that right. going. Let us know if you get it. Heck, if you don't, go after the next one. But I feel good about it for you. All right. Uh, hit us up if you want. Eight. Woo. We try, listen. We <laughs> try stuff it. on this show. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Vermont. A man drove to the hospital and he had a big old wound on his hand. They're like, whoa, what happened, man? He's like, I got stung by a bee. They're like, that looks a lot worse than a bee sting. They bring the police in. They're like, sir, what happened? He's like, no, it really is a bee sting. And eventually he owned up and said he shot himself when he was cleaning his gun. So he got charged with lying to police. So I wonder if he wasn't supposed to have a gun, and that's why he was lying about it. That or he was sense. embarrassed that he shot himself. But but he's not going to get in trouble. That's, that's not arrest-worthy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had to, my opinion is, he probably wasn't supposed to have a gun, meaning he'd been in trouble before, maybe a felon. Does it say anything about that, Lunchbox? No, it says they are investigating why he would lie. They're not sure if he was not allowed to own a gun or what, but that's, I mean, I, that's what I assumed when he did it, but he lied. I'll bet you. 
Yeah, I'm going to bet you that's it. <laughs> All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Which age range represents the best years of your life? That is a question they asked to, you know, like 5,000 people through all ages. And most people said their 30s. Like a quarter of people said their 30s were the time of their life because they had a little bit of money. They knew what direction they were going. Some of them had kids, but that was the number one spot. Would you put yours in your 30s? Yeah. I I feel like I have more good to come, so I'm hopeful for that. I'm 40 now, but 30, 31, 32, sweet spot. I mean, what if you said, though, I don't have more good to come? (laughs) Some people might not think they do if their 30s were that amazing. Like, I feel like I haven't even really hit mine yet, Mm -hmm. but I should feel. Like, I feel like right now I'm in it. I think I'm peak prime Health, career, love. Like right now, I feel like I'm at the best I've ever been. The only thing I could add are a couple kids. And looking at Eddie. Do you need a couple? You can borrow some. It's not that. I'm saying you're tired all the time. (laughs) I am exhausted all the time. You do have four kids. Yes. And then two of them kind of came at once. Yeah. That's why my answer to this wouldn't be 40s or 30s. Mm. But what would it be? 20s. Absolutely. So the biggest group said 30s. After that, it was 20s. Then it was the 40s. And then it gets down to like 9% said 50s. 7% said 60s. Under 20 was one. That that seems like a lunchbox one. Mm. Oh, no, because I couldn't drink legally. But I was prom king at that age, so that was pretty cool. Best accomplishment of my life. <laughs> of, of your life? Of my life. Is there anything you can possibly do that would out-accomplish that? Ooh, win the lottery. But that's not really you doing anything. It's you getting lucky. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe one of those, uh, you know how they put those lists 40 under 40? Like those, like... Uh, success list? Yeah, You're about to be 40 in... <laughs> yeah, like uh, a month. I know. Yeah, you better. <laughs> You're running out of time, buddy. All right, so most people said 30s, then it was 20s and 40s. That Those are generally the best years of our life here in the United States. Uh, Amy, what's up today? Um, I have a Haiti event. Like, you going to I Haiti to today? Work? Oh, no, I wish, but man, it's just not safe to go there right now. So I feel like this is the next best thing. I'll be hanging out with some Haitians right here in Nashville. What about you? Well, the one thing I'm looking forward to is after the show today, we're going to interview this this person who's a cuddleist, a professional cuddleist. Oh, uh-huh. And so we'll put it on tomorrow's show <laughs> if it checks off and is not too creepy. I think it'll be really funny. And she, there's nothing creepy about what she says. It's oh, a, it's a she. Good. $100 per hour professional cuddler. I mean, that is quite the pay. And it's, I know, and it's not sure. someone I felt good about going live with because I was like, what if there is weird <laughs> stuff? And it gets, So... Mm. I'm doing that today after the show, but I'm pretty excited about that. I sent Scuba a message last night. I was like, this is the kind of content we've been looking for. So, going to do that. Going to work. All the normal stuff as far as, like, life goes. Uh, watch another episode of Mayor on Mayor of Easttown. Mm. I think we have two to go. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not saying anything else about it. No, no. Not me not, either. I'm not Eddie. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Don't run stuff. Mm-hmm. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, hey, Bobby Bones.